on our next episode. A review of the Stranger Things Season 3. Just kidding, we, we don't do reviews. Welcome to Squarehead Kids, a show of three aging men who live in Bismarck, and we're trying to do a podcast. We're we're getting better, we promise. Uh, I'm Ben Brick. I don't think we are. With me, as always, is Ivan Miller, and Jay. that guy over there. He's. he's I the, feel like all men are aging. Like, are there non-aging men? Is that no. a thing? No. Yeah, I, I, you know. Nope. We're all aging. Dracula. We're all getting old. Dracula. He's, he's not aging. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. I've, uh, anyways, uh, so this episode today is all about what? Keanu Reeves is definitely not aging. Oh, yeah. That's true. Have you seen? He's like 65 years old, right? Yeah. Have you seen the pictures of, like, they have, like, Victorian pictures of Keanu Reeves? (laughs) (laughs) That's at, uh, at, uh, Thomas Moriarty's. They have, uh, Sherlock Holmes, but the face is Nick Cage. Not, not Keanu Reeves, but it made me think of that. Oh, really? It was funny. Yeah. Anyways. Today's episode is all about... A board game, but the the reason that we're talking about this board game was because Stranger Things just came out, and uh, so I watched Stranger Things the th- the first season of Stranger Things, right? Yep, yep. And they were playing a game called Dungeons and Dragons, and I had never really wanted like it's always been this nerd thing that I never really <laughs> wanted to play. This nerd thing. <laughs> but as soon as I watched them play it, they made it look so much fun. They they made it look like, and it was like, it was a pretty in depth dis- depiction of playing the game of Dungeons and Dragons in in Stranger Things. I mean, they focused on it for at least like fifteen seconds, probably right. Right. Yeah. 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 And it looked like like I wanted to be there, I and I wanted to ended, hang it out. It bookended the show. It was like the first episode they played, and then at the very end, they yeah, played. the right and um so i really wanted to like while i was watching stranger things i wanted to be their friend and i wanted to be in that mm, yes uh, in that room with them playing and so ever since i had been kind of like hinting that hey if you play Stran- uh dungeons and dragons i want to be there and um and i i haven't had my chance until recently <gasps> yeah. bum, bum, bum. so so what uh, happened well, what happened was was I found a clan to oh. be in on for Dungeons and Dragons. Really? Yeah. And for those who have, maybe this is your first episode, this is a show about uh, fun things to do in Bismarck and Mandan in the local area. Right. And Dungeons and Dragons is one of those things. That it you is can do actually, here. yeah. There's, uh, I wouldn't call it a big, uh, large number of people in the area that play, but there, there are, there are a few different. Uh, oh, it's a large. It's large. Different, different types. It's much larger than I thought. Yeah. <clears throat> no, that maybe. I thought it was one or two, and it's like five or ten. So it's great. No, I'd it's say there more, more than, than five or ten. I there know. were four tables. I know, and that At was least. a single event, and that was on the inside. I think there might have yeah. been one outside. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So Ivan, actually, Ivan is our resident expert, and I'm doing that with quotes. Yeah, really using, know, using the term loosely, that's for sure. I don't really know how expert he is with it, um, but I just want to run these questions by you. Kay. Do you know how long it's been a game? 
Oh, Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. 70s. 70s? Yeah. May, maybe early... No, I'm pretty sure it was late 70s. Yep. Okay. Gary Gygax was the guy, one of the guys at least who originally um, developed it. And it was... I mean, when they call it a, a pen, a pencil and paper game, that's because... That's all I had back then. <laughs> like, right. that's literally how you played it. And yeah. yeah. Um, so it's gone through a number of iterations. Like, you'll hear people talk about um, editions. So, like, some people play third edition or fourth Ooh. edition. Most recent is fifth edition. So, if you played within the last, like, two years yeah. um, and they didn't say what it was, it was fifth edition. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they add, I mean, because, like, so I've, I think I've played fifth edition. Yep. And you could easily play that game in the 70s. So right. what, what type of things are they adding? Um, the different editions are changes in rule sets. Um, so, like, how the game plays, actually. Um, to a certain extent, sometimes they add in remove classes that you can play as, um, that kind of stuff. But more of it is, yeah, is how the rule system works. Um, okay. They've gone through some iterations of, like, oh, we're going to try this. And it's like, well, that didn't work out, so we're going to go way the opposite direction and try this instead. And it's like, well, that really didn't work out. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, they're just trying to make it clean, I guess, would probably be... Okay. Awesome. And then within the edition, what you're probably thinking of is more, there's constantly content being developed where, yeah, new races, new places to go to, new things to do, all that kind of stuff that's that's coming out, whether it's the company that makes it or there's a lot of um, custom created content from just regular people who write stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, And like, is it, okay, is Dungeons and Dragons a result of Tolkien's writings? I would say no. Okay. Um, it so the the high fantasy world like realm of thought like Tolkien Tolkien did did a lot to get it kind of out there a little bit more, but he certainly wasn't the first um, by any means to write stuff like that. Um, and there were others. He just is one of the more well known, more popular um, mainstream. Yeah. And 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 Dungeons and Dragons is is a role playing game. Um, that's with a high fantasy theme, there are conversely role-playing games that are futuristic or realistic or, you know, okay. so it's just is, I think it, like the, the surge of popularity, the timing probably was what helped it become as, as popular as it was and catch on like it did sure. um, compared to some other things. Cause the, I mean, it, again, certainly wasn't the only role-playing game that came out or, and now definitely isn't. Um, but yeah, I think that was part of the, it played on that popularity. Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, know that now that uh, you, as the listener, know everything about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I still don't know anything about it. <laughs> um, our our resident Squarehead Clan has gone on two separate uh, adventures. Quests. Quest. Oh, quests. okay. There yeah, you go. Quests. I like it. And. Uh, I'm going to go first because I, I feel like Ivan's is probably going to be better and more, um, well, not better, but Different. like more information. Yeah. I think you'll do a better That's job fair. of telling about it. I agree. So <laughs> I want to know, I, I want to know, know. So like, tell me about, I, I know that you ran a game with Luke, but so tell me, how did that come up? Did you literally just like, Hey, Dungeons and Dragons, what about it? Like mm-hmm. how to, how did that be a thing? Good. Yeah. Thank Words. you. How did that be a thing? So, like I said, ever since I saw season one, I've been like, just, I I make it verbal. Like, when I get into a group of people, and it's weird how, like, you find just the, like, the people that you don't expect to play Dungeons and Dragons. You just meet someone and you're like, do you play Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've done that. Like, it's it's a thing. And uh, it's it's how I get in on these these quests. Yeah. Well, there is, Uh, (laughs) there is, there is a certain amount of... 
it's like uh, the first rule of Dungeons and Dragons. You don't talk about Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. It's not really, but it has this, because it has a negative stigma around it. A lot of people won't just like lead with that when you know when you yeah. first meet them. Just like, oh yeah, by the way, in my free time, I play this pencil and paper role playing game. But as you know, I'm <laughs> so a you're chaotic. Like the, you're like the doubting Thomases of mm-hmm. of. Uh, well, world. you get you get made fun of enough times, and you just stop offering. Do you that play Dragons or Dragons? No, I do not. <laughs> right. But as you know, I'm a chaotic neutral, yes. so I don't care about the rules. <laughs> Correct. Um, <laughs> so anyway, my first bout with it was with um, it was my wife and I played with a 12 year old uh, girl dungeon master. Oh, and so <laughs> that's exciting. Uh, Let's just like I pretty much just tried to break the rules. I didn't take it seriously, mm, okay. so I I just kind of spent the time trying to break the rules, and it and it ended up not being very fun because she, you know, she wasn't. She cried. She was allowing me to break those rules and and mm. not have consequences. So yeah, in a game where the, you know there literally are books and books and books on rules. Like when you say rule book, it's like thick rule book. Yeah, like. yeah. But it wasn't until about two weeks ago that I was allowed to play Dungeons and Dragons with Luke Torgensen, who we were hoping to have on the show to kind of talk about the um, the ins and outs of being a dungeon master, but we will have him on potentially later. I, I have never seen somebody commit so much mm-hmm. to, to entertaining people as I have with Luke yeah. as the dungeon master. What about I, us? How much, you've what never, about all of the we're not committed. What about how much we commit to entertain we're people? We're not committed. Nope. Well, not as much as Luke, but you guys do a really good job here. <laughs> it's different. I, I was including you. I was including you in that too, Ben. You run a you run a tight ship, but uh I uh I I don't I've never played with Luke, but I can definitely see he has a very uh big personality and I can see when he gets into something because I know that he has a passion for like high fantasy right that yeah when he gets into it that he could just go to town I'm sure well and just having those two separate um situations it's all about the dungeon master and who you have around like if there are people in the group who are willing to commit and have fun and just just being around good people Mm -hmm. is how you have a good dungeons and dragons playthrough quest so so just interrupt a little bit here the the one thing that i will tell people like when i first talk to them about just tabletop uh role playing in general um if you're doing role playing games like dungeons dragon there's a bunch more but um the the really the best way to look at it is it's it's collaborative storytelling yeah and so it that really is what it boils down to if you have a good group of people you have a good dungeon master who is organized and prepared and has stuff for you and you have a good people in the party that are yeah work together and it, not even work together just like play well together i mm-hmm. guess is the best way that i can describe it yeah where you're just there and you're having a good time and everybody's into it and yeah you're just telling a story as you go it's it's um it's m- way more about that than like oh are you good at games do you know strategy do you right. know how to roll dice you yeah, know yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. none of that matters well and it's a lot like it's a lot like reading one of those uh i think these are from the 80s but those choose your own adventure books mm-hmm. it's like that but you're also adding in the the bonding of your bonding with your friends. I don't know how to say that, but yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So tell me, tell me about like what did what did Luke have you guys do? Like, did you just jump in? Did you make characters? So 
Um, I was the newcomer. Mm -hmm. And so I just told Luke very confidently that I was a ranger and I needed lots of dexterity. And so he just built my character because he's like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And he built my character (laughs) and I showed up and Luke had like a whole map set out. Mm -hmm. So he had the grid and then he had like, yeah, he just had like Lego people to represent. And my guy looked so cool for some reason. Luke gave me the coolest looking guy. Um, but so, and, and in the background we had like this game, like it cycled through like Game of Thrones music and all this, like, and Luke would listen to like his ear was on what the music was yeah. and he would pace his storytelling with the music. <laughs> like Luke is just br- like, he's brilliant yeah. at it. It's, it's amazing. And, um, so we started off with one story and almost right off the bat, he hit us with a with a plot twist, Ooh. and we like fell into this dungeon. Nice. Like we were trying to make a decision on these this army that was coming toward us, and then something happened, and we fell into this dungeon, and it was like every decision that we had made up until that point is is moot, and Didn't we matter. have to like figure out where we're at, and and it nice. was just really good and. I, I would love to hear how much work he puts into the story before he brings it to the the actual game night. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. that's got to be definitely at, least, at least two, three hours of figuring out where to go. Oh, easily. I know some people, so part of it depends on, I actually attended a, a session that was put on by uh, improv, like it's an improv acting troupe, and they were like teaching game mastering through improv oh cool um and so it kind of it depends a little bit on your style i'm not great at improv i'm not very good at coming up with um stuff on the spot yeah. and so i would have to spend more time to like really nail down i need all the details prepped ahead of time so that i can um know what i'm doing and not have yeah. to just like make up bs yes, that sounds horrible <laughs> yeah <clears throat> but i know some people are better at it and luke definitely strikes me as one of those people where you could have just a general like okay this is how i want things to go or where i want things to go or the points that i want to hit on mm-hmm. um um, and then you just kind of fudge it from there. Right. Um, but it, regardless, it, yeah, absolutely. You have to plan stuff out and know um, kind of how to make a story and make it work in the time frame that you have and with the people that you have and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So my, but it was a lot of fun and I, I'm actually, um, I'm really excited to do it again. So I, uh, I don't know. It's, it's probably something that I'll start doing every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. But uh I think if you can get past the if you can get past that initial stigma of the negativity that surrounds yeah. it, it can yeah, it can just be a lot of fun if you've got a, a good group of people. Just to accept hang out with. accept mm-hmm. that you're a nerd and yep. play because I think I don't so here's the thing. Tell me. So you guys have both played it, you guys kinda know what it is, right? And then there's me, I'm the third person here in the room. Yeah. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Right. Okay. <laughs> And so it's not the stigma of like, well, I don't want to play Dungeons and Dragons because I'm a nerd or I'm not a nerd. I am a nerd. I'm totally a nerd. But like we went to Thomas and Moriarty's. Yeah. Where they had the the thing that you're going to talk about. Drunkens and Dragons. The Drunkens yep. and Dragons. And like you guys have been talking, Ben's been talking about it and whatever. And I looked at those sheets yeah. and I was like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. Like this looks like a lot of investment and a lot of mental investment and like i don't know what any of this means and i'm not gonna 
it, it's not so much a barrier of I don't want to be seen as a nerd, right? Yeah. It's a barrier of entry as into mm. how do I go in and play? Like, everybody knows what's going on. How right. do how does a normal person come in and play that with yeah. without any, and, and not upset, maybe not upset the group, but <laughs> but not slow down the group or... Yeah, and, and what or you feel like a like a terrible outsider like, yeah. because they don't know right. what's yeah. going on. Yep. And what you said to me was, I feel like I would have to study for a few hours the night before. Well, to, and I would be play. every time like because I you take turns, I take it right. Do you mm, go around yes. and take mm-hmm. turns? Yep. And every time my turn would come up, I'd be sweating before it came up because I'd be like, I don't know what I'm <laughs> supposed to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a really good question because I was a newcomer to um, a game that has been going on for a long time. Yeah, because I mean, some of those sheets, so there were character sheets, right? Right. Like a bard or a druid or a werewolf or whatever. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And they were like, some of them were like four pages long. Right. Yeah. You know, it was like front, back, two pages. Yep. Yep. So it's like, that's a lot of info. We we had all planned on going to Drunkens and Dragons. Right. Yeah. And then the tickets were sold out. It's sold out really quick. Ivan was yeah. the only one that had got a ticket. I truly And I'm I'm kind of glad that I didn't get a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> because I didn't realize how I how, think I think if you would have gotten a ticket, you would have realized how easy it would be for you as a new player. Yeah. One so one of the things that I think is easy to um, overlook it when you're not familiar um, with this type of gameplay is most people are like games are competitive. This is a hundred percent cooperative. It's collaborative. It's not even like you as a party versus a GM. You're all on the same side to have a good time. That's really all it is. And so, like, if you, as long as again, you're surrounded by good people that are willing to help you, it it is not a problem at all to teach rules as we go. Um, like, so the the table that I had at Drunkens and Dragons had a gal. She had played like four or five times, so she at least had an understanding of what some stuff was, but like like the dice, for example. Anyone who's played for a while, you, you refer to dice as a D, uh, um, and then the number of sides that it has. So like a regular dice that you'd use for like Yahtzee is a D6. It's a six-sided dice. Um, Dungeons and Dragons, the, your main dice is a, a 20-sided dice, a D20. But there were a number of times where she had to be like, oh, I need a, the rules, she's reading her rules, the rules say I need a D8. That's this one? Like, nope, that's this one over here. Nope, that's this one over here. And, or she'd be reading something from her character sheet, because it was spells, she was a druid, um, and she'd be like, oh, yeah, I don't know what this means. And it, like you're just with other people, and they'll, they'll help you out. Like, none of it's timed, there's no pressure. I mean, you know, it, it, it just, everybody's there to have a good time so as long as you're with good people they'll help you through it that's not a problem um the the one thing i i i knew i had an idea about what dungeons and dragons was before the first time that i played it and so and i'm the type of person where i do research i went out and i i read the rules i did study i did that stuff so i can't necessarily speak to what you're saying because i don't know i i haven't experienced that personally myself um but i know a lot of what they'll do at like conventions like big conventions where they have a bunch of games is and that's and this is what they did here at um drunkens and dragons is they have they have pre-made characters they're all made you don't have to figure anything out as far as making the character everything's set your your stats your gear your spells all of that stuff's pre-made and ready to go and even if you're not familiar with the system a good GM will walk you through the system initially right away, give you the basic rules, walk you through how to run your character, and then as you go, we'll help you figure it out. It's really, it feels like a lot, and it is a lot, but it, it, if you're playing with good people, it won't matter. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, um, so 
the the twelve year old girl actually helped me figure it out. She she <laughs> she uh took me through it pretty easily, but but much much cooler was uh the game that had been going on with, with Luke and his friends for I mean they've probably been playing for years, maybe maybe a year or two. I, I really don't know how long they've been playing, but um he just integrated me into his story. So I was like a character who came along and met the group through like very um what's it called? Very auspicious. <laughs> I doubt that's organic. That no. Oh, it there was, you go. It, it felt very organic the yeah, way that he natural. told this story. Like I was just kind of coming into the fold mm-hmm. almost in a normal story. So that's another question. So these games can you can play them. I assume it's the same storyline going on for two years or whatever. It can be. They're playing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so does that? Does the person running the game, who comes up with the story, so to speak, mm-hmm. is he trying to funnel people to a certain destination? Like, are you? Is he trying to get you to complete the story that he has written, or is it more? So again, it can vary a lot. Um, so with Dungeons and Dragons specifically, again, a lot of times you'll have like they usually are referred to as one shots. So it's a uh, you have pre-generated characters. You jump in, you play for a four-hour session, you solve something, and you're done. Like that's it. Just is a complete story arc in and of itself. Usually not very complex because that's a relatively short period of time. Um, but it's not designed for what's called campaign play, where you would run it multiple sessions over a longer period of time. Um, um, like if you're if you're doing a campaign where you have it over a long period of time, so your characters can progress and improve and all of that fun stuff. Um, again, depends on the GM really. Like there are pre-generated stuff where it is like, oh yeah, this is kind of how it goes, and this is how you, this is the beginning of the story, and this is how this ties into this, and ultimately there's this big baddie at the end or whatever. Um, but sometimes it just is you develop things story by story by story and. Again, it's, it, I, that's why I define it kind of as collaborative storytelling because it kind of depends on where the group goes where mm-hmm. the, and a good GM will kind of go with them and help them, you know, change things as they need to. So I, I, I would say there are rigid things that where it sticks to A, B, C, D, E story and those are the six sessions that you have, but um, the ones that at least I feel like probably are better than the ones that are adjustable depending on which group's doing and who the, who they're, yeah. uh, how they're going about it. Yep, because the the dungeon master will give you choices along the way, so I mean that person could could move that story depending on which choice you choose. Mm-hmm. I I really don't know how they put it together, but yeah, it seems like it's very like collaborative, like you said. Right, I, I you know I want to make sure that people understand that it's it's not as um, unapproachable as it seems for whatever reason that may be. Um, whether that's their own preconceived notion about it or whether that is the, yeah, the fear of it is, you know, some of these games are complex and there is a lot to it, but for this type of thing, a lot of times, like I said, it's easiest just to jump in and and start playing and and pick up stuff as you go. And, And if you don't like it, okay, well maybe that game's not for you, but if you do, then you can be like, okay, I had fun with that. Now I do want to spend the time doing the research so I know the material so I don't have to like reference my character sheet or have the book beside me open or you know I mean it's just like anything else you pick it up you know first time you pick up a, a PlayStation controller someone says hit X well what the fucking which button is X you know you gotta look at the controller and figure it out but after a while it's all just but you just don't want to come into like a group where you're you know if you've ever played blackjack at oh, a table with people yes. yep. and then you don't 
you don't hit or you do hit and, and you like, throw the table. Why would you hit on that? Right. Yep. <laughs> you just threw off everybody else at the table. Yep. Yeah. Like you don't want to be that guy or be in that group right. where you're yeah. like, I use my fart spell. Yeah. And everyone's like, why would you do that? Uh, yeah. Well, and, and there again, I think that's uh, to a testament of the people that you're people playing that with. Play. Yep. A hundred percent agree. Because you could easily be playing with people who... Are well, gonna get mad at you, and that happens. You. So I've gone to a, a, a few conventions, um, like gaming conventions, where this is a thing, and they have just sessions, sessions, and sessions, and sessions of all these different kinds of games and that kind of stuff. And and that's when you're when you're doing those that you kind of take that risk because I've had sessions like that where like you get one bad person and it just is like, well, I don't want to say that's a waste of four hours because it never is, but you know. That wasn't the most fun ever because someone was just like completely being contrary for yeah. no reason, you know. Like we, I had one one game that I played where, uh, you know, you're again, you're you're all a team, and the dude, I get that role playing is you, you know, you're supposed to get into the concept and like you are this character and you're acting as this character and blah blah. And, and one one player was like, okay, I'm gonna do this, and this other guy was like, well, my character would do exactly the opposite, so we're gonna. We're gonna like not fight each other, but they were like Can't basically arguing, around. yeah, like within like between themselves. And I'm just like, we're trying to accomplish the same goal. Like we have a goal, and we're all trying to accomplish it. And you're not. I don't. Yeah. So I love that because the stakes are nothing. Right. His name, and this guy. What's his name? Ben. <laughs> I feel like that's what Ben would do. Maybe it would be. I don't well, know. Well, that's and that's that's the great thing about those 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 con games is yeah, you're there for four hours and you can kind of do whatever you want and that's how it goes. But yeah, at the same time you're taking a risk just playing with people that you don't know seeing how it goes yep. <clears throat> but if you find a good group of people it's a lot of fun right <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i went to uh drunkens and dragons that was so thomas and moriarty's and over in mandan was this the first second second the first one i actually missed um i was out of town or something like that i don't remember but um it was the second one they held. I think the first one was only in like January, February. So okay. it's not like annual or anything. But gotcha. Um, so basically over at Thomas Moriarty's in Mandan, um, they just had a Sunday afternoon where they had, I, I think it was five tables. Um, so five games of Dungeons and Dragons going at the same time. Um, you bought a ticket, you signed up and um, yeah, it was, it was basically that like four hour window where you you got a pre-generated character and you could pick you could pick your um your class you know whether you wanted to be a fighter or a, a spellcaster or a healer or whatever um and then yeah you you got a um got to sit at a table and you played through a through a scenario with a bunch of people did you get to pick your table or were they like draw straws? it was first come first serve okay so you did but you had to get there early um, and we, so we knew that I, I did go with a couple other friends, um, and started at two and we got there about one ten, one fifteen, and it was at least already half full, if not more. Oh geez. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we were still able oh, to get geez. a, still able to get a table together, but I was, I was surprised. I'm like, Oh, we're almost an hour early and it should be fine. That's but, crazy. Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy, but, um, it was a lot of fun because, uh, you know, to to Jason's point, I feel like it was an easy way if you never played. Oh sure. To try it out. I mean, it was low cost of entry. I think tickets were twenty bucks, um, and that included you know your four hour session. Um, you got a free set of dice, so they they bought full sets of dice, so everyone had dice. You didn't have to worry about oh I don't have the right dice. Mm-hmm. Um, you got one drink included, 
but they integrated the the drinks into the game as well. And so like uh, if if you roll a one again, most time you're rolling a twenty sided dice. So if you roll a one, it's a critical failure. So usually bad stuff happens in the game. Not 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 only do you not succeed at what you're doing, like there's other <laughs> bad things that happen too. Um, and so if you rolled a one, you got a shot of something that was horrible. I honestly I don't oh, remember no. what it was, but it was like some bad thing and you, they weren't forcing anybody to take it you didn't have to take it or anything like that but it was a free shot they that, would boo you right you <laughs> yes yes um but then if you roll a 20 naturally which is a, a critical success um and usually good things happen um you got uh i think you got a free drink i think you just got straight straight got a free drink from that um and so it's like oh cool you get a free drink and then then they also had um it's a game mechanic, but there's a mechanic called inspiration where you get to roll an extra dice. Anyways, uh, if you bought a drink like full price from the bar, you got inspiration for the game. So it was like incentive to to buy drinks as well. And so so it was kind of fun that they they were integrating all that and kept it more not just oh this is gaming that's happening right. at a bar. It was I mean it was an event that was all kind of together. So cool, awesome. And so the one thing that I noticed while you guys were playing was I I wanted to like sit and like watch the game happen yeah but i couldn't hear yeah. i couldn't hear anybody it was it was hard to hear at the table yeah it was it was unfortunate um i don't know that there's a way for them to fix this really, right yeah but they i mean they even encourage people to come and watch which right. i think is great and i think that's wonderful and i was so glad that you guys wanted to come and um check it out but um i couldn't barely hear at the table like i had to lean in to the yeah. table to hear everybody else talking let alone someone who's you know trying to sit and not be in the way but also watch yeah that was impossible right. yeah and like you said it's not really the place's fault because that just happens in restaurants and stuff so yeah when you get them completely packed like that right so yeah i think i mean there's you know 30 people there or whatever um so and again it's sold out real quick so I'm, I'm guessing it's something that they'll keep doing as long as they can keep um getting gms to to do it but, right um i don't know much you know what i mean so i know about the table that i played at um but i don't know if like all the gms run the same game like if it's i don't know because so that was the thing i was gonna say is like so some of them had like the game masters they had like like folder partition up in front of them. Yep, screens. So like you couldn't see what they were doing. Mm -hmm. um, but then you had like Trampus was there and he was a game master thing. Yep. And he didn't have a partition. And then he had like a map in front of him. Yep. But you guys didn't have a map, did you? We did not. Because like most, both of them didn't have maps, I don't think. Yeah. And then so I was like, is this all the same thing? Is, do you, does Trampus not need the partition because it's in his brain? Right. Uh, so so that's that's like a style thing based on on the dm and so i apologize jargon uh, i use dm and gm interchangeably DM, dm is dungeon master which is specific to dungeons and dragons mm. dungeon master gm is game master and usually refers to like any game where you have that person i see <clears throat> apologize um that, that's a style thing so okay. it depends on the person. Uh, a so lot it's of either Kleenex or tissues. Yes. Oh yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. No, but like whether you have the screen because um, the the GM is going to be rolling various different things. Um, you know, uh, when you roll to attack something, um, he's going to roll like a de defense against it, or if he rolls to attack, you know, you know. Um, and so some DMs just like to hide that, so you can't see what the numbers are. Sometimes they'll be rolling things that you don't know about. Like, you might be walking down a hallway in a dungeon, and your DM just randomly rolls a dice. And, you know, it might have been, oh, do you step on a trap? Does something else happen? It's, I feel like it's rude that you don't get to see the numbers. They could be they could be lying to you. So, exactly. pros and cons, yes. But, 
a good DM probably will. If if you can see where a fight's going bad and like I might kill this party on accident, I'm gonna lie about some roles. <laughs> I'm gonna if I'm a DM and I'm doing that, and you know sometimes sometimes the dice just like Ben said, sometimes you just roll poorly, and you know maybe a fight's going worse than you thought it would, or and it's just not going well, and it looks like people are gonna die. Yeah, I'm gonna lie about some of my so roles. So he's throwing the die. game. Oh my gosh! It's well, about having actually... fun, Jason. You want to have a, you're telling he's a story doing together. The opposite of throwing the game. Well, he's throwing the game in their favor. He's, he's throwing, using he's steroids. He's throwing the game from for himself because yeah. if he's technically against them, if he's that's if again, he's playing that's, that's the, the bad guy. Thing. No, no, no. It's not the DM versus the players. That is important. Oh, but he's rolling for the bad guy. He's yes. cheating the bad guys. Yes, mm. that's true. Yes. He's yep. playing for them and he's cheating them. But there are other times where I would do the opposite as well. Where if it's he's like this root. is supposed to be the big fight and the and the players are just steamrolling it. I might lie and say, oh, I got a crit. That's going to hurt. You know, like, yeah, kind of so to up, up the ante a little mm. bit. I don't know. Story why roll it all? <laughs> it's the illusion. True. It's the illusion. And again, that's He's a style. He's rolling. There's no numbers on it. It's just a, it's just <laughs> so a block hear, of wood. You hear the sound. <laughs> so that's, that's. He has a thing on his phone and he just pushes a button and it makes a chunking sound. <laughs> with dice rolling. <laughs> Just a, yep, sound, at just a sound clip. To seven. I can I can guarantee you that you'll talk to GMs who would say that is blasphemy. That I like me saying that I would fudge the rolls. They would never do that. They do roll and they follow them exactly, no matter what happens, even if it kills the party. Yeah. Well, so I, it's style. It's all yeah. style. Everybody's a little different. I don't know. Um, so the maps versus not maps. Again, I would, I would kill the party. <laughs> I actually died. I would do it on purpose. I our our, our GM killed us on purpose once that happened. On he said purpose? it wasn't on purpose. I think it was. Oh. I actually died in this last game. Did you? Well, you were got knocked unconscious. Sure. You went to zero HP, yes. and then they brought you back to life. Yeah. You didn't die. Yeah, and then I awoken after rolling a good roll or something. Yes. And then I backflipped out of the fight. Mm, dis disengage. Yep. Mm-hmm. I did a good job with the backflip. Would have been great if when they when you got knocked unconscious. That they thought you were dead and then they buried you. Alive. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a seven. We buried Ben alive. Oh no! Is that a that thing? would be sad. Well, I'm it sure could, it be. could be. That's the thing. It depends on how your group goes. And yeah. I've seen some weird things happen in games. I'd bury Ben alive. <laughs> oh man! Check at for a pulse. Put, no. At least put a He's bell. Dead. He looks. Trust me. At least put a bell up there so I can ring it. We'd, we'd revenant you so fast, so fast. What? We'd revenant you so fast. Oh, I'll look that up later. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's it's just an Academy Award winning movie, Ben. Okay. Oh, okay. I, yes. Duh, ah. Yeah. Very, very obscure. <laughs> I, you've probably never heard of it. You have such high tastes for movies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it was good. I like I said. I mean, I've I've only played fifth edition um, twice, probably. Um, so it was yeah, it was fun to to play it out and try a different class. I played druid as well. That was that. See, that's the fun thing about that kind of game is again, I just pick a class that I haven't played and try it because I know I'm not gonna like I'm not really investing time or resources into it. I'm just like me. Let's sure. try it out and see how it goes. Yep. I am. Uh, I choose my character like I choose my sandwich at a shop. It's always the exact same thing. Always a ranger. I'm always a ranger. Mm-hmm. I do like rangers in D and D. Yeah, they're the best. I don't know if I could like. I'm using quote fingers here that you can't see, but I'm. I i do not know if I would want to quote unquote build 
a character because I don't even like to choose a sandwich. I like Subway. Mm. Like, I don't want to pick the toppings. I don't know what, what a good sandwich is. That's like, you tell me what's a good sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, that's my favorite part of um, uh, role-playing games is building my character. But I, like, it's ex- not excruciating. That sounds painful. Uh, like, I will spend hours. <laughs> hours. I like the idea that you start all these, like, video games that you, like, build your character. He's and never you played them. a game. You just have, like, He's 20, 20 saved games. He's just you... tweaking character the whole time. <laughs> I could get the eyebrows better. Mm-hmm. These are all my characters. I do. I spend so much time in character creation. Even on video games, it's, it's exactly the same. I do the same. Yeah, yeah I do, too, sadly. So. Yeah. I don't. I just crank everything and then make it a blonde woman i don't care and then just let's go crazy mm-hmm. cool i don't have time for that I don't have time. let's get to playing that's that's what happened the, the whole first day of uh fallout 3 was me building my character nice and also skyrim oh yeah, yeah. Skyrim those were just like me just sitting there playing around yep um cool well so that was that was fun for you and absolutely you would do it again absolutely yep okay. i would i it, i would recommend it to anybody who is like likes that um i wouldn't even say like that type of game how do i say that um if you like gaming in general um and you like storytelling I think it, it it's worth a shot to try out. Um, it is. I mean, it's unique because you never know who's going to be sitting at the table with you, and like, it's always kind of rolling the dice a little bit. But also, if you like the idea and even the nostalgia of uh, choose your own adventure books, I do think you'd find value in playing. Yeah, because you can. I mean, yes, there are rules, and there are like, okay, you have this spell and you have this ability, but sometimes you just you know you kind of go with it and 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 make stuff happen like we we ended up using a um oh gosh what was it there's something we grabbed from the ground and using it as a grappling hook on like um some random glass shards and it stuck and so we uh ziplined down across this uh, across this chasm and it's like okay well i don't have a ziplining skill i can't roll a ziplining check you know like it's it's you know the game's not necessarily um built to do every single thing you have this freedom that yeah. you can do different stuff into it's you fun you can get creative with it right yeah um cool did you have a drink there sadly uh i, I was gonna preface this and i forgot um no what my my, my wife and i are doing this cleanse thing it's going oh. really well i feel like maybe i've lost some weight i don't know i'm not nice. weighing myself because i don't want to but uh yeah so I, I just picked the absolute worst time in the planet to yeah. do this because I've gone out a number of other times too and it, it's so all I can eat is uh, fruits and vegetables and we have smoothies all day so I fruits and vegetables no alcohol no I I can uh, what, how do they phrase it sparingly I can sparingly have a hard boiled egg or a handful of unsalted nuts so we're okay uh, I just want to know where you're getting this diet from. Oh, Amanda, I have no idea. She okay. does it. Okay. Well, uh, I it trust was a, Amanda. It was, a, it was a recommendation from my sister. The one thing that I like about it is they're not selling you things. Um, it's not like, oh, you have to buy this protein powder from us and you need this supplement and this and then we sell it. It's it's like you go to the grocery store and they give you, they like literally gave you a list of like, yeah, this is what you need. Make the shakes, do that. Yeah. So I mean, I say, I say real food over powder any day. So yeah. good job, Ivan. Yeah. I appreciate that. So, but yeah, it, I, it was, it was horrible. Um, timing is all. Cause yeah, I was like, oh, now I can't even like buy a drink for the perk. I mean, yeah, I could, yeah, I guess, sure. but like <laughs> buy sure. a drink for so someone else or something. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, Jay might make you feel a little bit better about not having a drink. Because Jay had five? No. Oh. <laughs> We'd still be there if we were trying to get five. <laughs> oh, man. So I really like that place from like a concept standpoint. So yeah. th- just talking Thomas and Maurice in general now, switching a little bit off of. But so like I, I think like their cocktails are interesting. I like that they have charcuterie. Yeah. But uh, tell me tell me about your experience. In general, um, so I got well, and it wasn't just mine. Ben had the same experience. I think and I'm sure I did as well. Um, ben ordered an old fashioned. Yeah, mm-hmm. one simple. I was going to order an old fashioned, but I thought, nah, let's go a little different. So I just I got a gin and tonic. It was like the Ford something gin and tonic. It had like blueberries and yeah, they have a bunch of different and uh, sage or some stuff in it. Time or, or time. There I you remember. go. Yep. Yeah, it was when, time. Speaking of time, oh my god. And time. It was <laughs> it was uh at least we ordered those two drinks and it was at least fifteen so minutes. We ordered those two sorry to interrupt, but we ordered those two drinks and hummus. Oh and the hummus. And the hummus came first. Right. Which the hummus, the hummus took first. a while. <laughs> yeah our drinks were at least fifteen minutes. Yeah. Like we didn't time it but it was at least fifteen at, minutes. At least. Yep. Um, yeah. Like one of the tables took a break, like just like a bathroom break right. or whatever. They, yep. you know, one hung out and had a smoke or whatever. They were back to playing. Like they took their break after we ordered and they went back to playing before we got our drinks still. Right. right. And the, the agri, so it's, it's one thing if the guy behind the bar is hustling. Then you're like, oh, okay, he's busy. Like that makes sense. Like it's, it's a busy time for them and they got all these people here. But the guy behind the bar was like, yeah, kind he was of. Not, he was he not was, Tom Cruise from Cocktail. He was he not was, flipping <laughs> bottles and. He was a fast version of a sloth, basically. <laughs> Just kind of doing his thing. Just moseying mm, around. Mosey, right. that's a good one. Um, so he was, he so was that very, was. He was very deliberate. Yeah. In his uh, there you go. That's that's so. that's a positive way. To so put that it. was I, that was more so the the uh, the tough. Thing yeah. to look and at. I mean, and it's it, that's fine. I mean, the drinks were fine. They weren't that. That's that's the problem. Is like, if I'm waiting 15 minutes for a drink and they weren't super colossal, I mean, it doesn't take that long to make an old fashioned. But if I'm waiting that long, like I hope that they're gonna be like that rock my Worth world wait. drink. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not sure that they were. Mm. Um, and again, I don't know how busy they were. They might have had people. I think they had people on the patio too. So I don't know how many drinks yeah. they were making. But yeah. So so here's this is my gripe. And and again, I like that place in concept. It just seems like the functionality. I've only been there one other time prior to this. Also had really slow bad service. Um, <laughs> I think we may, oh, I might have talked about it way back when. Anyways, um, so like they planned this this Drunkens and Dragons event, right? Right. And they, in my mind, they did it smart in that your free drink that you got was a punch. It was a specific pre-made, I mean, it was alcoholic, but it was like, this is the drink that you get. I'm like, oh, that's smart. That way you don't have to like make 30 right. drinks. Yep. You can even pre-make them as people right. come, you know. Yeah. yeah. But the problem is, is, okay, well, once that one drink is gone, now you have 30 people that want a second drink all at the same time or relatively the same yeah. time, you know, yep. Yep. and you have one bartender. Right. And you have fancy drinks, which is cool. I like those drinks. But when they take three minutes to make each, okay, right. well, easy math is that's 90 minutes. That's an hour and a half to get for, everyone for a me to get a drink. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that just doesn't work out. Right. You know, and so like I, 
I don't know whether they needed to figure out just saying, okay, all we offer is ABC. Like these are the three drinks that you yeah. can pick from when you have an event like that and you know it's going to be packed or you know it's going to be packed and you staff three bartenders. You know, right. right. I think your first option is a really good option. <clears throat> I, well, I think even having another bartender would have been yeah. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe a little less deliberate bartender. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I mean, and then at, at one point we kind of decided Ben was hungry the hummus really didn't hold them over and uh so we thought well we'll just get our check we'll pay and we'll go yep um because we couldn't hear anyways you know we tried sitting close to ivan's party but it was like when you just feel like a ghoul because you're trying to like lean into people's faces to be like what's going on now right like it doesn't even matter to you but you're like asking the the gm like what or the, or the dm we don't know no no it, we've switched to GM now okay. and you you sit there and you stare at him like it matters to you you're yeah. like what did you say no. did you actually yeah. roll that and you kick over his little screen <laughs> there's no dice behind there. there there was once there was once that he showed it because he like got a crit twice in a row or something oh like, like that, you can't he's... turn it on the no. way up no 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 like let, he me, lifted his screen. let me show you on my screen as he's turning it I yeah yeah no, I swear. It was, it was a good faith effort. The hand is quicker than the eye. Yeah, that's true. Always. He didn't show you all the other sides. Yeah. <laughs> They're all 20s. Yes. Yep. That would be unfortunate. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, we we kind of uh, tried to tried to listen in for a little bit. Then we just decided yeah. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll listen in on the podcast. We'll let Ivan tell us how it <laughs> went. All, uh, all that being said, even with that, because the service on the tables were about the same. Uh, where, okay. you know, all, all I was drinking was water. And I know a lot of times if that's all you're drinking, you don't really get good service anyways. But I think they were the like the the tall, uh, well, not tall, but they were thin skinny yeah, glasses that yeah. were maybe, maybe eight ounces of water. And I probably only had four of them in the time that I was there even though it probably took me two minutes to finish one from the time she put it down in front nice. of me. You know, because yeah. as part of this whole thing, I'm drinking a lot of water too. Yeah, so. exactly. Right. I mean, we tried to pay and I don't know, we must have sat there 20 minutes, yeah. half hour to pay. Oh, yeah. Well, even, so like one of our guys rolled a one and so he went to go get his shot. You know, you get the free shot or whatever. And we're like, oh, it'll just take a second. He'll go up there, pour a shot, but done. And he was up there for at least 10 or 15 are like, okay, oh well, gosh. I'll guess I'll go Pawnee real quick and yeah. okay, yeah. maybe we'll just move on without him. Well, at, <laughs> one, at one point the you know, so the bartender guy comes, he's like standing right in front of us and Ben's like, oh, I think we're ready to pay and like nothing. It yeah. was like we weren't even there. <laughs> yeah. Like he didn't go like, oh, I'll get, you know, someone to take care of you or nothing. It right. was just like there was, yeah. Like he was in a he different in a, world. Yeah, man. he was. He was in his own Dungeons and Dragons yeah, game. Like he was in another head. dimension. He was in the oh, upside down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was. It's a reflection. Yeah, we even like cleared the clutter on the yeah, table. Yeah, like, let's clear everything so else. that it was our just cards our money. cards sitting there. <laughs> just sitting right there. Like you can't miss it. I just want to pay my bill. Please. And I even looked at Jay. I was like, "Let's go." And I'm taking a <laughs> I'm taking a pair of dice with me. <laughs> they had a bunch of extra. I don't I think know. they noticed. Um, no, all of that being said. I still would go back and play Drunkens and Dragons again. Okay. There. Cool. Um, partially, I, I mean, I do like the atmosphere and I do like the drinks and whatever service sucks and they just won't get tips. That's fine. Um, but partially because it is, you don't, there's not a lot of offerings like that in North Dakota or yeah. in, not in right. North Dakota, in Bismarck. Um, you know, even though I know there are groups that play, it is, you know, it's tougher, like you said, Jason, to just jump in and, and find them, even, you know, even if you wanted to. This is a nice, easy, 
easy entry kind of place. Cool. Well, that's good. Uh, it's good that things are like that. Things like that are happening. Right? Yeah, it just brings brings something a little more to to the public eye, where, where you could you could have a, somebody who's never played come yeah. in and play. You don't have to know a dungeon master. You don't have to know a group of people that play. Mm-hmm. If you're interested, you can go check it out. And and if you have a good time, maybe you can talk with one of them. Maybe you can join a group. Maybe you know. I mean, that's kind of a, a good way to get in. Yeah, I think I think they should have almost like a have one table. But have it be like a every night, or not every night, like once a week or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's on Wednesday night, they just have a, a DM there, even if it's like once a month. Um, but it's only one table, so it's not so effing loud. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And then it's not quite so much maintenance for them either. Right. Like they don't have 30 people there all at once, you know. Do it right. on a Tuesday night, their slow night or something like that. I don't know, whatever. But Awesome. Um, what else? What else? Uh, anything else happen? I don't know. No, I would I would just say if you're listening and and you are interested, um, there there is so um, the one community Trampus, uh, he does he does board games over at Man and Depot Beer Hall, uh, but he does also uh, DM. Um, so I know he kind of is big into that world. If you're ever curious, uh, he would be a good place to start. Or um, Parallax Games on uh, Main. Um, they have all kinds of board games, but they do also have a number of, you know, um, groups that play games like Magic the Gathering or Dungeons and Dragons and that kind of stuff. So um, if you're looking for groups and um, don't have the opportunity to do, you know, an event like this, um, that would be a good place to start. Um, I'm always happy to answer questions in general as well, if you had questions. Okay, I got a couple questions. Okay, go. Uh, is Dungeons and Dragons one of your top five favorite games to play? So if we're talking top five tabletop role-playing games, yes. If we're talking top five in general, no. Let's let's do like in general of getting together with four, like you and three or four other people. So it's so hard because it's different. Like so, like I love playing Bang. Bang is a uh, like a card game. Uh, or like even Cards Against Humanity can be a lot of fun depending on the group that you play with. Um, mm-hmm. But like, yeah, if we're just talking straight up games with a group of people, no, probably not top five. Okay, so what are better? Like what what are the best ones? Oh, this is... <laughs> Name them. Name, okay, so my favorite right now, if we're talking role-playing game, um, yeah. I'm playing a game called Invisible Sun. So it is a role-playing game in that, like, you know, you have characters and there's a game master um, and you tell a story together, but it is much more open-ended. Okay. Um, Dungeons and Dragons is very rule-heavy and very combat-heavy, um, which there's a place for, and, and sometimes um, I like that, but um, this one is, like, much more open-ended. Like, the class that I'm playing is called Weaver, mm. and so I have aggregates, like I have these families, kind of. Okay. Um, that you weave together to make spells. Families? Uh, it, like... Okay, you don't have to explain. No, no, no. Well, I mean, like, if you're... Like, the easiest way is, like, a fire, wind, earth, and water. I mean, okay. they're not that. Like, one of mine sure, is the sure, sea. Sure. Another one of mine is blood. And okay. another one of mine is uh, infinite. Okay. And so, like, you, they're, like, concepts almost. Yep, sure. And you weave them together to make a spell. Mm. So, like, literally, I can cast anything I want that makes sense with those. Okay. 
And so that like that kind of freedom, like you oh, don't you I don't like get that, that in Dungeons and Dragons, you know. Um, I like that. Yeah. So it's 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 way more like I said free in kind of how you can how you can go about things. And there's a hundred and one ways to, to solve problems. Okay. It's not always just you know, the the trope is you with Dungeons and Dragons is you kick in the door, you kill the monsters, and you get the loot. Like yeah. that's that's the whole thing. And this mm-hmm. game is not like that. Hmm. Awesome. I like that. <laughs> Small plug for Invisible Sun. Wow. That's good. That one has a much higher cost of entry, so not a starter game, by the way. <laughs> I'll be there. Yeah. I'll be there next game you guys play. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I actually uh, encourage people to play. I'm just saying, like, if you're like, oh, I've never played anything before, let's pick that up. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> well, it sounds, sounds, it sounds perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm glad we talked about that on our show, where most people haven't played games. <laughs> You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> I just went and bought it. And Jay, Two, your favorite bucks. game is Life. Yeah. You like games, don't you? Just Life in general. No. Not the game. Oh, not I the, thought you meant the, the game one. Not the no. game of Life. Life is um, a game to Jason. I don't mind games. It's hard. Like I'm not... Oh, how is this? Like I'm not super competitive. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I, yeah, I kind of want to win if I'm playing a game, but I'm not like hardcore competitive. If I'm on a team, I'm more competitive because I don't want to let people down and then I mm. want to win for the team. Right. Mm. Um, but like on an individual, individual basis, I'm like, meh. Yeah. I should really, uh, so all the things I was mentioning before about m- being with the right people, uh, a part of that is, is, is it's almost like being with like-minded people um, because there are games for all different kinds of uh, thought processes like that. Like I said, the group that I play with mostly, like we almost never play competitive games. It's almost all cooperative. Even with like regular tabletop games, they're like, oh yeah, it's us versus a timer or the end of the world or whatever else, you know. Um, but there are people who really enjoy the competitive gaming. And that's there's nothing wrong with that. It just is different. So it's probably more about finding like-minded people. I guess I should say than just good people. Sure, yeah, that makes that's sense. Be different. Well, thanks for listening to. Another riveting episode of the Squarehead Kids. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, if you have anything that you want us to try out, want us to spend our money on, let us know. We do love spending money on things that other people wouldn't. Well, we have, we have so much. Yeah. Because this podcast yes. is doing so well. Right. Here's the thing. We are making so much off of advertisements. It it mm-hmm. just doesn't make any sense. So we need to get rid of them. Our advertising is so invasive. You don't even know that you've heard right. our advertising. You probably think we don't have ads in this show. You're but wrong. Well, we got paid $400 for this episode. Next time you're out so, buying something, you'll think about, why am I buying Why am this? I buying this game called... Squarehead Kids. Invisible Sun. I don't know why. <laughs> get a little kickback from <laughs> Martin Cook. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, have a great weekend. For Thanks. the Fourth of July. Good night. Well, yeah, Fourth of July was yesterday, but have a great weekend. Go have a great weekend. Go boating. Mm. Love. love love boats. Go binge, love boating. Go binge Stranger Things. That's what I. If you haven't already. <laughs> <laughs>